Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you, who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. The Chautauqua County Idea Coalition has passed the one-year anniversary of starting its work in the area. We discussed this marker with Idea Coalition Project Director Bishop Lee Croft-Clark. We welcome to the WRFA Studios Idea Project Coordinator Bishop Lee Croft-Clark here to give us an update on what has been happening in the past year that the Idea Coalition has been here in Chautauqua County. So welcome to the studios. Thank you so much, Julie, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm looking forward for our conversation. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't realize it had been only a year. There's been so much that the Idea Coalition has been doing in this first year that I thought for sure that I'm like, oh, it couldn't be just a year. But it has been. Can you tell us some of the things that the coalition has been working on and what you've learned over the past year? Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Um, the year uh, went by so quickly that I think none of us really realize that it's, it's, it's a year. But when we sit back and take a look at uh, some of the accomplishments, um, you know, we have done quite a bit as a coalition. I think uh, in June of last year was the when we formally introduced uh, our launch, if you will, the coalition um, into the uh, community here in Chautauqua County. And uh, um, and it was at that point I was also introduced as the project director for the uh, coalition. Um, since that time, a um, number of things have happened. I think the first thing we had to do was we had to formalize the structure for the, um, the IDEA Coalition in terms of what it should look like, um, you know, going, going forward. And in it, we, um, there's three things that we did. The first thing we did was um, formalize what the Stern Committee would look like. And the Stern Committee is the governing factor for the coalition itself. It is consists of um, coalition members, 10 coalition members um, that are on that um, committee on the Stern Committee. And the second thing that we did was um, develop what we call the implementation team. And those are also 10 individuals, 12 individuals on that team. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. But the implementation team is there to, um, they're the working arm, if you will, of the whole process. And, you know, so the, those are individuals that want to actually do, do the work um, for the whole structure of the coalition. Um, Within the 12 groups of individuals that are there, um, we have four individuals that we consider to be community engagement liaison, and um, the other uh, individuals um, are coalition members. So the coalition, the implementation team is comprised of coalition members and community, community engagement liaison. The community engagement liaison are individuals that are um, from the community who have a better sense of um, being able to help us to engage with the community. 
and um, and those communities um, uh, engagement liaison um, sits on the implementation team and work with the process. For example, when we do the town hall meetings, they will be the ones to help us to engage the communities to be at the town hall meetings. Um, if we have a, a, a need to get a better sense as to what's going on in the community, those individuals will be the ones to help us to to get a better sense as to what goes on into the community. So they're, they're as trusted brokers, if you will, to be a part of the process. Um, the community, the implementation team itself, um, in terms of uh, ethnic background, comprised of um, four African Americans, four Latinos, and four, um, you know, Caucasians that are on it. Um, so you can see it's a cross section of our community that is there to do the work. Can I, and one thing is, I realize is that I want to remind listeners what the IDEA Coalition is and what is this work that you are charged with doing in this community? That's a good question because, and, and I always refer, one of the things that we had to do when we get to, got together um, to formalize the structure for the coalition is clearly define what the coalition is designed for. And it is designed um, to address, prioritize, and to give voice to the concerns of those individuals that have been historically marginalized and directly impacted by such things as racism and social injustice in our community. And therefore, the coalition itself serves as a bridge between the impacted population and the various organizations that provide services to those populations. So essentially what we're actually doing, if you may just think about it this way, is you have the community understanding what the concerns and the barriers are for the community and develop a process to identify solutions for those concerns and being able to help the coalition members who are organizations and agencies that serve the community to better understand how to serve that population. So that's specifically what it's what it's designed for. We have um, three specific goals, if you will, that um, we govern ourselves by. Um, again, part of the first goal is to um, engage the marginalized populations and to understand exactly what those barriers and concerns are um, with those populations. And the second goal is once you understand what the, all the concerns are, being able to prioritize those concerns and uh, um, determine exactly what needs to be worked on. And then the last one is to um, create a space for collaboration and collective work with the organization and those that are impacted. How can you bring the two together to be able to um, come up with resolution relative to the concerns for the various organizations to be able to implement to better service the community. So that's a, 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 a quick sense, if you will, as to what the, the coalition is all about. Thinking about the work, what you're talking, when you're talking about different, how like the structure is set up of the board, it seems like that was really important to get and have everyone know their roles and understand the goals because this is heavy work yes. that is happening here in, in Chautauqua County. And I think it, it feels very purposeful. And I think a lot of people, they want to see, see you know quick results and they want to see action right away. But this 
in terms of how everything's been taking place with Idea Coalition, I get the sense it's very purposeful in how you've been moving forward. And you just use a key word there, very, the key word is purposeful. Um, You know, you you cannot resolve these issues just with the wave of a wand. You know, you really have to sit down and and work with different groups and entities of um, our communities to be able to come up with um, solutions that are going to address the systemic issues in our community. One of the, the, the unique factor about the coalition, the IDEA coalition, which I think is somewhat different from a lot of coalitions that have come down the pike um, over the years, is that the coalition is not being governed by or being um, instituted or um, uh, managed by any one entity if you will. It's a collection of different organizations, um, agencies, institutions that are within our county that's saying that we want to all come together to to develop some solution for the issues that are concerning those those that are marginalized in our community. So you have the school system, you have the cities of Dunkirk and Jamestown, you have the police department, you have um, MNT Bank, you you have um, different different um, companies and agencies and what have you that are part of it. It's not just one entity or one company that's actually part of the solution. And I think that's what makes this process works um, because you have different fractions and different segment of the community uh, as a part of one unity trying to develop solution to for the whole issues in our community. And when it comes to working toward solutions, you've one of the things, it probably wasn't one of the first things you did, but one of the things that really stuck out to me with what the coalition was doing is that you held these community meetings with marginalized communities. You had, uh, I think, was it two community meetings or... You had two different community well, meetings. Yeah, so, right, so I'm, right. I'm, I'm mixing my, my words around. But yeah, you, but, but mm-hmm. let me help you for one minute. Sure. The, the first thing I want to do, though, yes. before we get into that, is I want to express a great deal of thanks um, to the implementation team members, all of them, and also to the steering committee um, community members. Um, you know, together we, we were able to do a tremendous job, and I really appreciate the work that each and every one of those individuals have put into the process and their leadership skill set um, to be able to do what we need to do. Tremendous work was done by, by, by them all. And, and it's because of their initiative, because of their um, input, because of their time um, and skill set, you know, today we can announce that we have 39 coalition members that are part of the process. And yesterday, one one more was also added to the process. So as it stands, we have 40, um, and I presume there'll be more that are coming on the pike. As it relates to the tunnel meeting, if you remember one of the things that we said, the first um, goal was to engage the marginalized, uh, historical marginalized population. When you use the term historical marginalized population, you know, that includes different groups in, of um, uh, communities, um, within our county, the, the what the coalition made a decision to do is to first address those issues pertaining to um, blacks slash African Americans and the Latino community. 
Um, so once these issues have been um, resolved, if you will, um, then then the next step is to work on some other community within the marginalized setting. Um, so what we did was we had, to date, we had a total of six different uh, um, town hall meetings, three in the North County and three in the South County. The first two in each county was literally just to hear the voice of the community. Literally, that, that's what we do. We, you know, we invite the, the, the Latinos and the African Americans to come in um, uh, in their own space, and, um, and we heard their concerns. Some of these uh, 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 meetings that we had, town hall meetings, we were able to have some of the elected, offic elected officials to be there to be a part of the process. But they were asked specifically not to say anything, but more so just to be there, just to hear the concern of the community as we were hearing it. Um, so we, we, we gathered a ton load of concerns from both the North County and the South County. And then the next thing that we did was we took all of those concerns that we heard and we asked ourselves the question, if you were to categorize these, all these concerns, what would these categories be? And uh, um, there was a total of 13 different categories. And I think it words just to mention what these are. Um, the first category was related to racism and discrimination. Then you have language barriers. You have lack of representation. Um, you have poverty, financial hardships, jobs, uh, business, employment, housing-related issues, educational systems, public safety, community and social activities, um, social resources, um, health system, um, mental health related, and, and transportation. So these are the 13 different areas that, that we um, were able to categorize all the concerns that we heard. And what we did from that process, um, we said to ourselves, okay, you really can't address all of them at the same time. Um, so which one are you going to address? And when you look at all of the documentation, what you find in terms of all 13 areas, um, what we did was we said to ask ourselves the question, what are the top five concerns from the North County African-American, North County Latino, and similarly in the South County? And interestingly, one of the things that pops up um, for all five areas is as it relates to um, community and social activities, which is a, a, a part of feeling belonged, you know, having a place that you feel belong. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But um, so when we, when we looked at the five different categories for all four areas, if you will, um, the next thing we ask ourselves is, okay, what are the top three? We know that community and social um, activities is, is one of them. What are the next two? And the next two areas that came up was um, education and uh, um, business slash employment. So the three categories, we have prioritized everything down to, to work on um, in relative to our next step is educational system, um, 
employment slash business and community slash social um, activities. Now, the interesting part about it is is this, that woven in all three of these are um, racial and discriminative scenarios. Does that make sense? Yes. So, therefore, what you find happened is that we are, in fact, by addressing these three things, we are addressing some of the systemic scenarios that as embedded in the process um, that becomes a concern or a barriers for um, the blacks and Latino community. Mm-hmm. I uh, sat in as a witness for um, the the South County um, town hall with the, the black and African-American community, mm-hmm. and it struck me that, you know, Obviously, I didn't report on what was said because right. that was very personal. And, right. And what was said for to hear it from from a, as a, someone who is you know, as a white person, mm-hmm. uh, it's you know it's really it was striking. And you, I got the sense that this was the first time people felt or maybe were really having a chance to be heard, or they just the, the way they shared their stories. And I think when I talked with you after the meeting, uh, I think you you echo that, that this was maybe one of the first times that they had a chance to not just say things at a meeting, but have some people in the audience hear that for the first time. Correct. And and that was a very, uh, um, one, encouraging process and also a very powerful process, too, because it, it the community, the, 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 the black community, the one that you were at, um, you know, came out of that meeting feeling um, that they have been heard. And, uh, um, you know, there have been pockets of conversations all over, over the years. Um, but um, if I'm thinking right, this is probably one of the first time we have had, you know, the, the black community sit down specifically with various individuals in our white communities of, um, of uh, in a position that can make some changes and actually communicate to them their concerns. And uh, um, and as a result, what you find happen is that um, it has energized the process um, for people to to express how they truly feel. You know, one of one of the things is you know that you have to keep in mind is that um, one can have a desire to help, but if you don't know how to help. Then, um, then you really can't do too much. So those town hall meetings and what we have done to date in terms of these categories are helping the county, not just city of Jamestown or Dunkirk, but the entire county and individuals in various positions in the county to know specifically what the issues are, what caused the issue, the effects of these issues, and, and, um, be a part of, of a process to be able to develop solutions to to um, resolve some of these issues. Do you have a sense that officials who are on the side where they can make these changes either in government or education, that they are getting a better understanding of what systemic racism is? I think so. Um, I, I'm not sure if everyone fully um, understands it or, or, or fully embraces it in its in its totality, but I truly believe that um, that uh, there's a lot more individuals in our community 
particularly in the white community here in the county, are better understanding the effects that the, these um, um, discriminative scenarios are, are having on, on the marginalized population. You see, it's one thing to see it on TV. It's, it's literally, you know, because it's not like people are not aware of what's going on, you know, in our country. Because you see these different things that occur. You know, when George Floyd's scenario occur, there's a lot of activities that occur in our communities all over the country. So you see it. But it's another thing. It's one thing to see it, but it's another thing to literally sit across from someone who is dealing with those type of issues and the effects of those issues on their family structure and to literally hear them speak to you, pouring their hearts out to you in terms of what these um, racism and discriminative um, factors are having on their community. And I think the town hall meetings help to bridge that level of understanding for those that were in attendance. And I would say that as someone... For the people who were there who can help bring about change, that it's much harder to hear those personal stories and think that it's not happening here. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Especially when you are hearing the actual stories. I mean, people are giving you examples of stories that have occurred in their life or in their family's life, or people that they know. I mean, they're giving you physical, tangible examples. I think one of the, um, you know, throughout this past year, um, for me personally, one of the, 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 the factors that are really, that affects me, is to hear African Americans uh, or people of color the older generation, when you sit and you talk to them, what they're actually communicating is that the issues that they themselves went through 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, they see their grandchildren going through the same scenarios today. And I think people are at a place in their life right now in terms of the marginalized population where they're saying, you know what? If I'm going to see this thing go through to the next, the third generation of my family structure, I, I, you know, I got to speak up. I got to do something before I depart from this world. So now you find a lot of the older, um, in particular the African Americans, are, are really standing up to say something has to be done. And they're looking to the different coalition organizations looking to the different um, elected officials, elected, elected officials to be able to do something to make some changes so that their grandchildren don't continue to see the same problems that they themselves went through. With these top three uh, mm -hmm. items that you have identified mm -hmm. and, and, all, and, and, and even getting down further, the, you know, the, the priorities within the communities, mm -hmm. what is the next step with that now? How do you approach finding solutions? That's a good question. Um, the three categories that we have, um, like I mentioned earlier, um, one is relate, related to the educational system um, within our county. Then you have business slash employment and community slash social activities. And essentially what we are um, looking forward to do now 
is to set up what we call solution teams, right? And uh, um, and the solution teams is three different solution teams for each one of the categories that I just mentioned before. Uh, it, it's a very crucial step because it involves the community members, it involves community uh, coalition members. So you have community members and community coalition members, and it also involves any other stakeholders, um, any other entity in our community that can add some credence to to these uh, any of these categories um, to be a part of a what we call a solution team, and so what we are now preparing in great details is uh, a, a folder, if you will, which each team solution team will will receive, and in it it will have exactly what the problem is. It will also have what caused the problem and the effects of it. What it will also have is in, in the binary is um, some of the solutions that we've heard from the uh, community via the town hall, various town hall meetings that we've had. Um, and then it will also have on March 18, May 18th, we had a, um, a coalition in-person meeting in, at uh, Chautauqua Institution. And, you know, it's, and, and that was the first time we've had an in-person uh, uh, meeting with all the coalition members. Uh, and at that meeting, what we did, well, we were able to um, present to the coalition members of the 39 coalition members we had, 33 of them were represented. So we had about 60, a little over 60 individuals in that room. And what we try to do as the Stern Committee and Implementation Team for the Idea Coalition is we try to bring the town hall conversation into that room in Chautauqua County. And it was well received by the coalition members. I believe that um, if, if one is there, they will come to realize that the coalition members, they got it and uh, got the message in terms of the concerns from the marginalized population. And a part of the process um, while we were there with them is that we went through the 13 different uh, categories and we went more in depth with the three that we have chosen and why we chose those um, three. So they have a full sense of what those categories are to work on. So now what, we're, what we ha asked them to do at that meeting on May 18 was to give us a sense of what they think some of the solutions, how can their organizations have an impact on these, these uh, three different areas. And boy, we, we got so much ideas that pour out of that group. It was so encouraging to me just to see how everyone was very integrated and interacting um, to come up with different solutions. So all of those different solutions that was identified for all, for all three areas is also going to be a part of the the, the binder that you hear me talk about that we're going to give to the solution team. So for the solution team, they're going to have the description of what the issue is. Then they're going to have some of the solutions that we heard from the community and some solutions that we heard from the 
coalition members put together as one um, um, folder and been given to them. And those individuals on that team, as a next step process, the solution team, we are looking to them to define solutions for the issues at hand. The good news is it's not just one group of any one specific entity that's coming up with solution. It will be the community, it will be um, stakeholders, it will be coalition members. Um, essentially, anyone within our county that can add credence to the solutions will be a part of the process. So when you come out of it with a solution, um, the, the group that, for example, with education, the individuals were, that's going to take this information for, for education and implement it within the educational system within our county, it won't be the first time they would have seen it in terms of the solutions, because they would have already been a part of the process to help to develop it. The same thing would happen when it comes to jobs and employment. The different corporations, when they receive the document from a solution perspective to implement, it won't be the first time they've seen it. They would have been a part of it. So it's a very integrated process that we're looking forward to see happen as a next step. With these solution teams, uh, you mentioned the community will be involved. Is there going to be, are they going to be taking more community input or is there going to be more meetings with the community as, as they continue to work on these solutions? Or is this, I'm not sure, I'm, I was trying to understand how the solution, the solution teams obviously will have the mm -hmm. people from mm -hmm. the businesses, depending on mm -hmm. what the category mm -hmm. is. Uh, but I was wondering where, where for is the, the- For the community yes. itself. Yeah. So what we're trying to do now is the next step in terms of keeping in contact with a community and to be able to um, identify the various individuals from the community to be on the solution team is that we don't want to do another town hall meetings. Um, I, I think we have done enough of those. So what we're literally doing is we have um, are setting up various programs where in which the community will come into those programs and be able to benefit from those programs while we're giving them information relative to the different categories and getting their input or their buying to be a part of the um, the solution team. Um, for for example, um, one of the things that we're actually thinking of doing is to have um, what we consider to be a a business job fair type scenario. So here what you have is all the coalition members um, would have a job fair where they all are there. We invite the marginalized population to come into that process and to gain information about a job. So now they're benefiting from it. And then in that same setting, we're also talking to them about the three points, the three categories and to gain their input to trying to determine which of them would like to be a part of the various solutions. There's going to be, we have about maybe six or seven different types of initiative like that where in which we're going to be engaging more with the community to get an input from them. But at the end of the day, what we're, what we're going to have is specific individuals from the various marginalized population, from the black and Latinos, that are going to be a part of the solution team to help to define the solutions for the issues. I see. So 
obviously everything has a timeline. Do you have a timeline for when you anticipate the solution groups, the teams to come back and present to the whole coalition? Well, <laughs> you're right. Everything has a timeline, and you got to put a timeline in the process. Otherwise, things don't get done. I think what's there's been so much work that I've been I've done um, over the last uh, um, year that um, that what we're doing right now when the summer break is to be able to properly summarize and and and. Um, finalizing the the entire process that we're going to use going to the next phase of the whole story, having the proper documentation. So we're literally taking time to make sure that's that's buttoned up properly. Um, So what we want to do by the end of September is to have the members who will be on the solution team. And then they would have now received those packets, those uh, binders that we just talked about, for, for them to begin the process. And then once they receive it, um, then it's a matter of sitting down with them and say, okay, this is your task. We got to set up a project plan as to when we, what we need to do and when we're going to get it done. I don't want to sit here and tell you that by the end of December or the end of uh, you know, June of next year, whenever, you know, because it all depends on when the team itself actually sit down and, and begin to walk through the process. What I can say is that by September, we will have those teams ready to go. Mm-hmm. And, and the hope is that by at least by the end of the year, some of the, the easier things to win relative to each of those categories, um, we're able to do that so that the community can see some initiative at least being done by the end of the year. And some of the bigger um, uh, activities, then that goes into next year. And one thing that strikes me is when we talk, especially when you're giving an example of how some of the older generations have seen the things they went through 30, 40 more years ago and see their grandkids going through is that it's taken hundreds of years for to get to where we are now. Yes. And it doesn't change in one year. Yes. You can't change hundreds of years of systemic racism and and everything that's happened in this country in, in one, one year in one year no. but you're working on it yes. <laughs> so I, I think that's and, an important takeaway here yeah and that that is the very um intriguing factor um for uh our county you know the the, the whole um mission of the idea coalition is to make Chautauqua county a place where everyone feels belong and uh, um, have the opportunity to thrive. Doesn't matter who you are, what what uh, ethnicity or race you are. This is the place that you feel belong, and 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 feel that you're able to thrive. For that to happen, we have to do some work today. So years to come, people will feel that. And I think the other important aspect about the work you're doing is that this is not just this one shot that. You're not just doing one solution, group of solution teams this this year into next year, and then you're done. No, 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 no. This the the idea coalition um, will be with us for a long time, because like you heard me mention before, 
when you talk about historical marginalized population, it's not just related to blacks and Latinos. There's other categories of our communities that are in that gap, too. So we're just starting out with this aspect, and we're doing an initiative with a black and Latino, get that rolling. And once those initiatives start to, to process, because once we have identified the solutions and have given those solutions to the various um, organizations to implement in their company, then the next thing we're going to look at is the next group of people, um, group of uh, communities. Who they are, I don't know yet. Um, but, you know, we know who they are, but what next group of people, um, communities that we're going to look at, I, we, that hasn't been defined yet. But so the process continues, you know, on and on and on and on. And uh, um, the the what we do today is actually developing the um, the footprint that can be used in the future. From everything we've talked about, is there anything that I'm missing that you want to share? I, I think I think what's really on my heart right now is you heard me mention before in this next phase, this next step that we're going through. It's very very crucial because it involves more directly the community as a part of the solution. It's not just sitting down and hearing anymore. It's now sitting down and doing. So um, the involvement involves you. When I use the word you, I'm talking about you community. Everyone in our community is being asked to be a part of the structure of finding the solutions to make this county a better place for everyone to thrive in. I think that is an important note to make. And I also think when we talk about marginalized communities, whoever they may be, that when we make lives better for them, it makes lives better for everybody. Correct. That's exactly correct. We're trying to make life better for everyone in this county. Just think about this for one minute. Um, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, Chautauqua County is on the map as a place that you can go and feel belonged regardless of who you are or your background or race or ethnicity. And that's really something because if there's one thing that we find is really important, especially after the pandemic when we all couldn't be together, mm -hmm. is that having community is so important. Yes, very much so. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Bishop uh, Clark, is there anything else you'd like to add today? Um, no, I think um, I just want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to... Um, to talk about what we have done so far as a coalition. And um, we're looking forward, all of us on the team are looking forward to working with the community um, over the next uh, several months. So um, just listen out for um, information. Um, we're trying to publicize this thing as much as we can. Um, you're gonna see some other initiatives on the radio, um, on, on the radio station, um, on the, um, in the newspapers. Um, we've done some press releases. Um, if uh, you would like to um, to know more about um, the coalition, um, we invite you to. Uh, I, I'll give you this. Um, what you call this um, website? Um, you can go to IDA dash director at um, uwayscc.org. 
um, to um, get a hold of me, if you if you will, to so we can share more information um, with you. Um, also, the United Way um, of Southern Chautauqua County is um, the umbrella, if you will, for um, for what we do as a coalition. Um, if you were to go on their website, you can also contact us via that process too. We also want to extend great thanks to Amy Roller and her team. Um, without them, we would not have been able to do what we do. Um, so we're very grateful as a coalition for um, Amy and um, her staff for working with us from the United Way. Bishop Clark, thank you for being with us. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs>